Welcome to Murphy, Sam, and Jody, the After the Show podcast. Um, something I forgot to tell you about the other night from the ball, Murph, when I went to the ball. What's that? Um, you know how I was telling you that it was always <laughs> so much fun when I ended up in the ladies' room? Big, huge ladies' room, full of ladies in gowns. We had a party in there. People didn't realize that, but it was like, <gasps> you, the, the, full, the lights are on in the ladies' room, and outside at the, in the ballroom, the lights are down, and the party's mm-hmm. on, and the band is playing, and so you can really see the gowns in the ladies' room. And I had so much fun in there just talking, like, where did you get this, and where did you get that, and this is beautiful. And I, like I told you, it was, it was like a bunch of women were just building each other up because this one girl was not sure of her dress and she was being critical of it and I was like are you kidding me I was like if you can wear that you can wear anything because she was wearing a yellow ball gown and it looked great on her and not wow. everyone can pull off a yellow yeah. gown yeah. so what why she was, was beautiful. what was she being critical of typical is- things that women are critical of my stomach looks funny, or I don't like my arms, or the things that we see that other people don't see unless they're wrong and ticky-tacky. Okay. Sounds like the kind of stuff we hear in men's bathrooms. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Murphy, big... does this tux make me look fat? <laughs> you don't always hear that. I'm just saying, it for <clears throat> me, this was my experience yeah. in the ladies' room, was that, and I, it was just fun to me, okay? You understand? I have only, and in, in, in doing things with you guys over the years where we've hosted formal events i do i have been able to dress up formally uh, maybe a little bit more than most yeah. but man it was so fun just that i love dress- dressing up oh, okay. and, yeah. and having that kind of night and i was having so much fun and at one point in the ladies room i'm sitting there having this really fun conversation with this girl that i'm still trying to find her on social media because i had so much fun with her i know her first name <laughs> But um, there was a girl standing in front of me, Murphy, and on her, the back of her um, arm, do you know what she had? What? The same thing that you wear for your diabetes, for your pump. She had oh, a- Oh, she had a CGM? A CGM. Continuous glucose monitor? That's right. Was it the Dexcom G6? It looked exactly- Well, I didn't ask her. Excuse hey, me. De- <laughs> yeah, right. Nice dress, but is that a Dexcom G6? I was standing in line right behind her, and I saw it, and I'm like- I know what that is, yeah. but I'm sure that. So other- you ask her how her sugar was? <laughs> no, but it was definitely the same one you wear. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, and I thought, okay, you can. She chose to put it somewhere else on her body. It was well, on the back of her arm. She might, yeah, you know, I just can't do that. Mine are always mine's always stomach. Yeah. Um. So, but she must have been type one then. Yes, like I didn't talk to her about it. See, though. that I, is a conversation starter. I, whenever I see that, you I know? didn't. I on it. The the, the par- it's a party vibe. I didn't want to go. Oh, so you're a type one diabetic. So well, is my also, husband. My name is Jody. I didn't want to do that. I understand that. Personal. I mean, it's not a downer thing necessarily. No. Actually, you know, I mean, people appreciate it because there are, we're 4% of the diabetic population. I and know so, that. I know. So when you run into someone who it's has it. rare. It's interesting. I mean, because you immediately connect because you share a common experience. But it's you, not me. You would have had to be in the ladies' room to have that conversation. I also. Which is not going to happen very no. often. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't try. I, I almost did. You know me. Yeah. I'm. I rarely meet a stranger, so I almost said something to her, and then I thought that's going to be weird and creepy if she doesn't want to talk about it. You know. Yeah. So you can wear those uh, other places on yes. your body as long as it gets into your bloodstream, right? Yeah. It's you know it it it, it takes measurements subdermally, Sam. If you really want to know the well, I mean, why, <laughs> why do you choose the uh, stomach instead of the arm? Uh, honestly, I don't know about that. The 
I mean, you can put the infusion set for the pump anywhere also that you have fat tissue. It takes it has to be absorbed into fat oh, tissue. Oh, I got plenty of that. Right? But, uh, but you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and look at the diagrams of the places that you can put the G6. I know the places you can't put it. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know. Because oh, it would hurt. Yeah, it introduces with a needle. But, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a quick little thing. It's a little button that yeah. you press and... But, uh, you know, I've, I've not tried it. I guess I could. I would be afraid of losing it on the back of my arm. I guess I feel better with everything contained underneath a shirt yeah. that it's not likely to get caught on something. Because, look, that'll, I can't tell you how many times it happened to me the other day, Jody. I'm uh-huh. walking through the kitchen, yes. and I did not realize that the little tubing for my infusion set was hanging out of my pocket. And I walked. It catches. And it caught the handle of the drawer, and I thought it was going to pull me to the ground. But uh, that's when the words fly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't like that. But, but as, as a woman in a gown, I can see why she chose that spot. Um, because if she's taking pictures with her friends facing forward facing, the CGM thing is not going to be in the picture. It was, was her dress tight? I mean, it doesn't matter about the. I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, he's saying it would show. Oh yeah, it, it would have shown. It, it would have right, shown. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't. Yes. As a woman, if you have that. Because you sometimes, I can see yours through your shirt. And I'm like, I know what that is. Other people probably don't know what you got under your shirt. But, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. Hers was on the back of her arm. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're a bodybuilder, most women do have fat on the back of the arms. Uh-huh. We hate it. Our arms, our arms are kind of soft a little bit. So that was a good spot for her and for the gown, for it not to be a... So- a in your face, sort of thing. What's interesting? You did, did you look at the other arm to see if she was wearing a pod or one of those, you know, insulin? No. Maybe you weren't spending that much time. No, looking I at wasn't. The back of her arm. I noticed that she was wearing a CGM, and I thought, oh, she's a type one diabetic. And I almost said something to her, and then you know, I was like, no, this is a party. <laughs> this is not medical talk time. I'm you know. not Murphy. <laughs> right. That's interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to because you can see, you can tell. I'm curious. To, I know, you know, to know because mm-hmm. other how what other experiences people have with it. Yeah, and women you don't, especially. And, 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 I think women are probably super savvy with where they wear it. We have more fashion, um, you know, obstacles than you. Not that I, I love it, you know, but yeah. In a formal gown night, she has a different choice. She has she has choices to make. Yeah, and it's possible that she's type two, by the way, because some type two diabetics, when they're managing their sugar levels. Want the automated instead of the finger sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's 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 yeah. a it's, it's a, more likely she's type one, but yeah, yeah it's a it's great possible. way to tightly control. But yeah, you're right. I think I know more. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our coworkers here, which is funny. It's funny that there are you know a handful of us that work together in this one building, and, and there's another type one diabetic. You know, yeah, the odds on that, we, that are kind of one of our coworkers. Is four percent type one? Yeah, I think that's ninety six percent type two. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Well. it's a very misunderstood thing, and I I'll, I explained this to our friend Lori recently because her daughter, her daughter who's in her early twenties, was recently diagnosed type one diabetic, and there's so much information, and it's one of the most confusing conditions to live with. Can I call it a condition? Yeah. Um, it's one of the most confusing things. The way I I told Lori, I said, look. <laughs> A doctor might challenge me on this, but as I've been married to Murphy for a long time, this is the difference. Type 2 diabetics, um, their body still makes insulin. It's just that their body has difficulty using it and absorbing it correctly. Right. A type 1 diabetic, their body stopped making insulin. Their pancreas doesn't make insulin anymore. And if they don't get insulin manually, like with, a sh- with shots or with a pump doing it, they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. They have to have that. And well, yeah. And what's weird about it is when you explain, 
you starve to death is what's happening. You, you don't if you, if you don't get any insulin because you're it's not tra- it's not taking the sugar from your blood and moving it into your cells. Right. Yeah, you're right. So insulin I just explain it that way so it's like insulin, that's why it's different. Yeah, one is insulin resistance and the other is an autoimmune condition where your body decides that your pancreas is the enemy and it, it attacks, attacks it, it and that's it. So, so Murphy's your pancreas doesn't make insulin anymore. And that's the reason That's the reason you're type 1. And the reason that you see so much so many messages, public service announcements, advertisements, whatever, all targeted to type 2 diabetics is because it's the most prevalent. And it also can go undetected because your body still makes insulin, just not enough, and you won't necessarily know the damage that it's doing to your body. It's it's Because I remember asking that question at first. It's like, well, I mean, why don't I see more about this? And the truth is, when someone is type 1 and onset hits, you don't have a choice but to learn. You're going to go to the doctor, you're going to be insulin dependent, and you have to learn how to handle type 1 because it's different. So it's it's a, I don't want to say forced learning, but that's, it's that's what it is. It's a hard, you're baptized by fire. And it is complicated to describe to everybody else and would probably be noise for anybody that is type 2 because you're not having to worry about certain aspects you know what i mean uh, and with some uh, lifestyle changes your body can start to use the insulin correctly if you're type two not in every Does type, type two lead to type one no 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 it's i mean not it's the not, same thing really yeah. Yeah, it almost it's a, makes me wish they wouldn't call it type one or two because it's not really exactly the same thing it stems from the same like the pancreas and the insulin but it's it's not the I same think that's thing why, daily I, I think that's why they actually have to because it's the net effect of it is still the same. If you don't manage your blood sugar, there are long-term consequences. Mm-hmm. In the in the case of the, you know, in one case you're having to manually give yourself insulin in proper amounts with lots of math and other to things, live. or a smart pump, right? Exactly to, you know, live healthy. When you were first diagnosed, you were t- how old? What was your age? Thirty. I, I was with you. Actually, no, I wasn't thirty yet. I was twenty nine, which yeah. is late. That's late for for the diagnosis of type one diabetes, but. Um, I was there with you. We had just we were we were really just really good friends then. Um, and I went with you and I remember a really smart question that you asked. And I remember thinking, yeah, what's the answer to that? The nurse who was helping Murphy, teaching him how to give his first injection, which is a very difficult thing to accept and do. It was the biggest moment. One of the big moments of your life. Mm-hmm. It was the first time you had to give yourself a shot. Yeah. I mean, it's like do or die. You got to yeah. do this. Um and when she was explaining type 1 to you, I remember you saying, well, what caused it to stop? Why did my body attack itself? What caused this? And she was like, if we knew that, we'd have a cure probably. Mm. Yeah. And that was the great right. question, and that was the honest answer. Yeah. But there is no yeah. – I mean, if you're going to get type 1, you're going to have type 1. But is there any kind of like, like – Crossover? No, no, no. Like something that triggered it. Like it's coming no well, matter what. But you did this, and that's better. And it up. see, and that's what they don't know. That's also why the answer to that when it, when I ask is they would have a cure if they knew that. If they knew what the triggered pro- it. Now they actually know what gene it originates from, but they still don't know what the trigger is, and they assume that the triggering could be anything from you know a virus, your own body's immunity system breaking down for some reason, some sort of confusion because of a you know it could be. Um, Something as simple as, you know, bronchitis, but they say also, I mean, it could be a stress trigger. It could be some sort of nutritional, you know, trigger, not 
not eating unhealthy. That's not what I mean. But some ingredient, something that you've eaten or whatever, mm-hmm. they don't they don't know. I mean, that's part of the and, frustrating and thing for families with little right. kids. It's like what, right. why? But it's yeah. an it's an autoimmune response, which you know, and maybe they will find. I got I do hope they find it one day for the sake of you know kids and the parents of those kids. I think that's the most stressful part is because the you know a kid having to learn how to do that and manage that is tricky so and, the, and the parents have to manage it because mm-hmm. and the technology kids. is really cool that G6 that Jody's talking about that she saw the lady wearing and the one that I wear has an app that goes with it and you can share that app and that information. So when the kid a, a kid goes off to school who's got type 1 and is wearing a G6 you get alerted if sugar goes too high, yeah, mom, too low, mom knows. Or, or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, even that's even knowing that you'll get the alert is still stressful because you're worried about what will happen while they're mm-hmm. while they're away. You know, um, so I, I I don't even really know how close they actually are to a cure. The treatments are what have really become advanced now because yeah. what wearing the G six and the smart pump that I wear is closer to what your body does it's not exact and i don't think the fda allows it to be fully dispensed it can make small corrections but i still have to do all the math you know well i say i have to do all the math what i mean i have to know how many grams of carb i'm eating at every meal to dose properly now the pump because it can dose now and it can dial itself back is giving me even tighter control which is really cool yeah but you know i can't just eat and then the pump will say okay you know or the cgm says your sugar is trending up at this rate dose this much because if it were wrong for some reason you know too much insulin is lethal fast because your blood sugar can drop to zero which is why type ones have to watch out for the lows. So yeah, it's it's very it's funny. confusing. It's, yeah, trying just trying to explain it even to me right feels Hearing confusing it, yeah. right now. But at least I know in my head how to manage it, and you know, and I have for twenty years now, and so you know. That's why I think it's important to kind of figure out a way to more concisely explain it and i try to when i'm yeah, asked i think that's a good it. they call that an elevator speech so that's yeah. right yeah. or a ball speech oh yeah uh, a, a ball a I, bathroom speech i did not <laughs> ask her about it missed any part of the show get it all in the murphy sam and jody podcast